Hi, this is uh, Wild Bill here. I want to welcome everybody to uh, the first ever episode of um, the Rebel Within podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to be a a weekly or bi-weekly kind of a, I don't know, a thing that uh, I want to do about topics on, in the world today. You know, whether it's politics, religion, music, movies, celebrities, whatever, or if someone has an idea, something they want me to talk about, just let me know and I'll do it. Um, But this podcast is pretty much, I just wanted to to, uh, expand my horizons, you know, do something different. Um, I have a radio show, but sometimes, you know, can't always do and talk about what you want to on the radio. So this podcast is to really just sort of go into those kind of things. And they're my views on the world and my views of things that are going on in the uh, world at the time. But uh, so this podcast here is going to be about several different topics and um, they all going to get wrapped up at the very end. But um, So this podcast has to do with uh, Chris Cornell, um, his suicide, his sui- suicide in general, uh, Greg Allman, and, uh, country music and southern rock and all that good things. Like I said, it'll be uh, all tied up nice and neat in a bow at the end of it. You'll, uh, you'll understand it, but. What I wanted to do was, uh, someone asked me the other day, you know, how I felt about the Chris Cornell situation and about his suicide and whether they thought it was selfish or they said something they felt it was selfish because, you know, what did he have to lose? You know, he had everything. But what people don't understand is just because you have everything doesn't mean it's great. Doesn't mean, oh, look at him. He's, he's got a wonderful life. People can have everything and be the most miserable people on the planet. And you can have nothing or hardly nothing and be the happiest person on the planet. It's pretty much people's preferences. You know, it's how they're wired. And my thing is, is, you know, it almost kind of reminds you of like Kurt Cobain in a way. You know, his death will touch people like that. And not that I'm saying that um, it's not a big deal because... Honestly, I never really listened to Chris Cornell a whole lot. I mean, I heard a few songs. He had a song like Black Hole Sun and stuff like that, a few songs that I like. But I never really was a big Soundgarden or Audio Slave fan. And I never really listened to a lot of his solo projects and other projects he was involved in, you know. But that's just me. So I can't say that uh, that he won't be missed. I know it would be missed by a lot of people, not just his family, but friends and fans and everything. But Do I think it's selfish to end your life that way? Well, you know, a lot of people don't know what was going on with Chris at the time. You know, they're trying to say that they think that the drug, the prescription medicine that he was on had you know, some things to do with that. And maybe it did. And I kind of hope that, you know, you find out that 
It really was. I mean, it sucks that it wouldn't be his choice. That choice was kind of made for him, but it would kind of probably ease the pain of some people to knowing that, hey, you know, he was kind of out of his mind because, you know, his medication made him that way. And I don't know if that'll actually bring anybody any grief, any, uh, make them feel any better or bring them any solace or I'm not trying to, I don't need, not even sure what word I'm looking for there, but, or any peace, but, you know, maybe it will. And, uh, but people don't understand, like, those things that we take for granted every day, you know, a lot of famous people give up. Once they become famous, you take, for instance, like me and you can get up and put our clothes on and go to Walmart or the mall and shop and never have a soul bother us, except maybe if you run into a family member or a friend or something like that. They get up in the morning and uh, you know, somebody's shoving a camera in their face or, or a microphone, an interview or something, or fans bugging them for an autograph and stuff. You know, whether, you know, I understand, you know, they chose that life. That's the life they chose. I get that. But, you know, everybody needs their space. Everybody needs their time. Everybody needs their privacy. And, you know, that's their right to have that, you know. And the thing that gets me is like you, you see nowadays in the world where people are just like paparazzi. And a lot of people think just because you're rich. And you're famous and you're in the public eye. That the whole world needs to know everything you do. Every move you make. You know. My thing is this. Who gives a shit what other people think? Or say for instance. You know if Tom Cruise tomorrow decided he wanted to go streaking down Hollywood Boulevard. With his dick hanging out. You know. If that's what he wants to do. That's fine. Why do I care about it 3,000 miles away? I don't. I could care less what the man does. You know, but some people feel that, you know, just because you're famous like that, the world like uh, the world needs to know, like it's almost like you owe them something and you don't. And to for you to sit there and say, oh, well, I know how that feel. Well, unless you walked in his shoes, you don't know how it feels or what he was feeling at the time. The thing is, uh, you know. When you hit bottom or you have a low, a lot of times it's hard to come back from that. You know, and who knows really what he was going through? Because you can put on, you can be a person, you can put on the, a persona and make people think you're the happiest person in the world. But truly, you're miserable as, as anything. I mean. You just there's a void that can't be filled and to be honest with you that's where the real oscars go to those people who can be so miserable and hate everything in life and but make you think you know nothing in the world is wrong to me that's a true actor but my thing is uh chris cornell had you know, had a beautiful wife, had kids, had a home, had a car, you know, lots of money and stuff. But in actuality, does that really make you happy? Because like I said, you know, 
people can be content with everything, or some people can be content with nothing, and some people will never have enough. I think it's your preference. I think it's how you choose to live life. But I believe sometimes that people are just, they're born, they're born with a void that will never be filled. It's almost like nothing in this life makes them happy. You can have everything and still have nothing. And that's just like some people say, you know, you could go out here and you could say, for instance, you were Tom Brady and you won 10 championships, 10 Super Bowls. But how do you know that makes him happy? You know, he could be the most miserable guy on the planet. And he could have a wife, kids and everything. It's just... It's hard to fathom, but I'm not saying, and I guess the true question here is, do I think it's selfish? Maybe. I think it's selfish is, is if it's, you think that what you're doing was only going to affect you, then maybe, yeah, that was selfish because he didn't realize the impact it would have on his wife and kids and stuff like that. But if it's just him, then maybe not as selfish. I mean, maybe he figured, you know, hey, uh, life's better on the other side. You know, I hope it is for him. My religion tells me different, but, you know, I'm not going to get into that right now. That's another topic for another day. I just hope that people realize that that he will be memorialized and he will live on forever through his music. And that, you know, whether he touched a thousand people or whether he touched 10,000 people or millions of people, you know, you have that one song or that or those songs that live on forever. That's how you should remember Chris. The good times he brought to you through his music. Or the times he helped you out. And all that. That's what's most important. And like I said. I feel sorry for his family. You know. I hope they make it through. The tough time that they're going through. But. Uh, really we can't judge. And, uh, so Chris Cornell thinks that thought that life's better on the other side, you know, maybe, maybe it is, and I hope it is for him, I hope he rests in peace, and I hope that, uh, he's in paradise right now, but I guess we'll, I guess we'll never really know until it's our time, but going on, um, sorry, I kind of got a ramble there, but, uh, I wanted to kind of tie, this kind of ties in with the Chris Cornell thing to a little bit, but. You know, it's talking about suicide in general. You know, people don't realize that when you hit rock bottom, it's hard to come back from that. When people realize that when you're at your lowest, sometimes it is hard to fathom that tomorrow's going to be a better day. Or tomorrow is where, you know, tomorrow is going to be better. Or tomorrow is just another day that you have to be here. And people don't realize that, you know, during your darkest time, when it comes your time, when, 
when I honestly think sometimes that when people make their minds up, that nothing changes that. You can do whatever, and they'll still, they'll still do it. And whether you consider that selfish or whatever, you know that that's on that's on you and that's on them. I guess only uh, the truth will really tell. But all I can say is, is I know what it's like to be down that road when you don't care about the next day or even what it does to somebody else because you just think I'll be in a better place. You know, I don't have to deal with the world. But in actuality, you know. I always look at it as we live life once and a lot of it has to do with the choices that you make. And I kind of believe that if you make good choices in this life, then your life after life will be pretty your afterlife will be pretty decent. But if you make bad decisions in life, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong, you know. Who knows? Guess I'll find out someday, just like everybody else does. But if you ever find yourself to that point where you don't know if tomorrow is really worth it, all I can tell you is find an outlet. Find something that that just makes you want to do something else. Like for me, for a long time it was writing and it was music and it was all those other things that, that kind of took my mind off of things and took me to a different place. Maybe even took me to somewhere you know, it was a lot better than where I was at at the time. So, all I can say is, is I hope that's never an option for anybody. But if that is, just make sure that if you do do it, don't do it. Don't be selfish about it. You know, make sure you're not leaving anybody behind it that's going to suffer when you're gone. You know, but. I don't want to make this podcast somber or anything like that, so I'm pretty much going to move on. So we had another loss here the last few days. Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers Band, a guy who was a pioneer and a uh, voice and really a legend in the Southern rock movement. You know, a guy who was music would just stand the test of time and, I hope 20 years from now, people still talking about Greg Allman. You know, he brought us great tunes like The Rambling Man and Midnight Rider and just so many other tunes that just, you know, they're unforgettable. He will be sorely missed by a lot of people. But the question I want to ask is, and something I've been thinking about ever since he died, and the way that the music, and especially today, the way country music is, because, because country music is so accepting and so open, and it's almost like they'll take anybody. You know, um, if Greg Allman had just released an album today with the Allman Brothers Band, would they be considered Southern rock or would they be considered country? Because nowadays, is country really country anymore? That's that's another question I'm asking. Because you have bands out there, for instance, like Florida Georgia Line, Sam Hunt, Colt Ford, some of these guys that are more of your 
kind of pop country almost. I want to call it like hip hop almost. It's like your hip version of rap, you know. And my my thing is that, you know, in the early 2000s, Nashville told Johnny Cash that he wasn't welcome in Nashville anymore. His music wasn't relevant. People didn't people didn't understand his music anymore. And you fast forward all these years later, and now you've got Florida Georgia Line and these bands now that I honestly believe wouldn't have made it in the nineties. They wouldn't have had a chance. They would people would have just told them, you know, what are you thinking? And I'm not knocking some of those guys because of like, for instance, Sam Hunt. I like that song he got out, Body Like a Backroom. You know, I hate to say it, but it's, it's a catchy tune. And, but it's more pop than it is country. And so that, that gives me to wonder, you know, where is country going nowadays? Is it, is it going in more of a, a pop direction? Or will it wind up going back to more traditional ways? Because the thing to, that I want to know is, like you take, for instance, Elvis back in the day, the king of, king of rock there. If Elvis would come out today, I'm willing to bet you 95% of his songs would get played on country radio. Because his music today would be considered country. I say the same thing for like Hootie and the Blowfish and some of these other bands. Because what really is country? I mean, where does that boundary end? You know, some people think country is, you know, talking about jacked up pickup trucks, and riding horses and drinking beer and, you know, blue jeans and cowboy boots and all that stuff like that, you know your mama dying, your dog dying, all that stuff. But really, I mean, to a certain extent, they're not wrong. But where do you go from, where do you go from there? You know, really. Because you got these people coming in here now and they're singing this, like, I don't know, I call it hip hop, you know, country boys version of, of uh, hip hop. And it makes me wonder, you know, where does that where does that leave people like say George Strait or you know, more your traditional people like Alan Jackson and stuff like that? Are they just gonna fall to the wayside? Because I remember in the nineties, early nineties, you had a lot of artists that were real big, and now you don't even hear them. I mean, it's almost like they just fell off the face of the earth. And because uh, it's funny, when you look at Garth Brooks, the man took like a 13, 14 year retirement, something like that. I mean, he was gone from the scene. And he comes back and I think he's just as relevant or more relevant today than he was years ago. And that's what's so funny. But because I think it was because he took so many people and he really uh, left a lasting, lasting impression on people. And the, but the thing with Garth was he really stayed relevant, even though he wasn't touring, 
he was still putting out music. And I kind of think that's what helped him out. So to kind of wrap all this up together, you know, um, like I said, you know, Gary Allman would be missed by a lot of people, friends, family, fans. So will Chris Cornell. But the thing I want to say is that uh, pretty much is life is short. We all make choices and the choices you make or the choices that you have to live with. And all I can say is live life to the fullest. Make every day count. And, uh, but make do what do what makes you happy. And uh, you know, I can just say that you know, if the day sucks, tomorrow will be a better day. And uh, so, just keep plugging away and keep trying and and make make everything count because. Somewhere down the line, it'll all wind up at the end. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Just sometimes it might seem dim. But so thank you for listening to the podcast. And I hope that uh, this will go off to be a big thing. Um, I want to do this, like I said at the very beginning, I kind of want to do this weekly or every couple weeks or something. And I don't want to do it alone by myself all the time I kind of want to maybe have some friends and do it with me and you know whoever I can get to to help me out with it but so next week or probably or the next episode of this will probably be on religion politics free speech politically correctness and whatever else I sort of kind of throw in the mix of that. Um, I will say up front that it may offend people. I might say some things that, you know, make people mad, but oh well. And some of the topics I'll talk about, I will go out and say that if you do stupid shit in life and you don't think you should be offended when somebody says shit about it, then maybe you shouldn't do stupid stuff. But that's just the way I look at it. So thank you very much. This is uh, episode one. This is kind of sort of like a pilot. Um, I really hope that there's people out there that will give it a listen and give me a chance to bring myself to a different audience than, <coughs> excuse me, than I'm normally in on the radio and everything. I know it's not music, but I just hope, uh, I hope this, uh, this helps, and I hope anything I do helps. I'm going to try to post these to Facebook and SoundCloud and everything. And if there's a topic that you want me to talk about, just leave me a, a message or a comment or something like that. Or, you know, something. And maybe I'll even do a question, uh, like a Q&A sometime as a, po- as a uh, podcast. So, well, this is Wild Bill signing off of the... The Rebel Within Podcast, Episode 1.